You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> and I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And it's early. Oh my god, is it early? <laughs> oh my god, is it early? <laughs> We're from MindRobber.net, the home site of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts, like this one, The Doctor's Companion, where we attempt to talk about Doctor Who early in the morning. Oh my god, it's and so there's early. also. <laughs> There's also the Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love, talk about it episode by episode. Uh, currently, we're alternating between Superman the Animated Series and Batman the Animated Series. Uh, at the end of the summer, we'll be switching to Batman Beyond. That's really just around the corner. Woo! And then, then also, we use that podcast, the Mind Robbers Versus, to take on the big uh, tentpole movies that we would have a lot to things to say about. Um, like, uh, we did Iron Man three, we did Star Trek into the darkness. Uh, I think last week, last, last week, we did oh, Man right. Steel, La- yeah. La- yeah. Last week we did Man of Steel. Um, and, uh, coming up, I think depending on things, we might end up doing the Lone Ranger. Yeah. Uh, probably, uh, Pacific Rim and the Wolverine, uh, kick ass two for others. sure. Cause I saw that trailer. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, that Woo. looks good, doesn't it? It looks really good. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, those movies are so much better than the comics. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah, lots of good stuff on the Mind Robbers Versus. And then, of course, the Mind Robbers, uh, where we just, you know, talk about whatever we feel like talking about. Uh, and if you like our shows, you can review them on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or any other sort of cool thing you might feel like sharing, you can email those to us at podcast at mindrobber.net. And if you want to start a discussion, add it to the comments so everyone can know what you're thinking on the post for this episode on the website, mindrobber.net. Also, tell your friends. Uh, <laughs> and that brings us to today. Uh, we are talking about Arc of Infinity, which is a fifth Doctor story. Mm-hmm. Uh continuing our uh walk through the fifth doctor era in order um so yeah we're we're doing arc of infinity uh arc of infinity which uh, you warned me before getting into it that this was this was a bad one um so i'm interested to hear what the background and significance of this is i know it's part of season 20 which is like the uh, the, that weird season where where they're like, oh, we're gonna do everything old again, new or something. Yeah. Um, where they're just like bringing back bad or old bad guys. Yeah. Um, and this is the first of that, so I know that. And but I'm just I'm wondering like, if you have any information about like, Why? I don't know what 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 makes this so bad? I guess. 
Uh, well, that's all. That's all analysis. But the background of this, um, a couple things. Arkham Infinity, like you said, is the kickoff to season twenty. Season twenty is is hallmarked, I guess, by John Nathan Turner, the producer, saying, "I want to do callbacks to a bunch of old Doctor Who stories in returning Doctor Who villains." Um, so one of these stories has the Master. It was intended. Uh, this is the this is the season with uh, the Black Guardian trilogy, where there's a trilogy of Black Guardian stories. Um, and this is also intended to lead up to the return of the Daleks, um, which eventually became Resurrection of the Daleks, but got bumped. We'll talk about that when we get there. Um, but that's what this is supposed to be. And uh, the Arc of Infinity uh, does a couple things. It kicks off the season. It it starts where we left off, more or less, where at the end of Time Flight, the Doctor and Nissa just kind of fly off and leave Tegan in the dust. Um, so this picks up with Nissa and the Doctor traveling around and Tegan returning and uh, the, the return of Omega, actually, of all characters, um, where Omega was the was the main villain of season 10, or I guess he's like the most famous villain of season 10 in that he was uh, the villain of the three Doctors. And so uh, apparently Ian Levine, uh, my favorite person in the world, uh, said, <laughs> uh, you should bring back Omega. So so. Nathan Turner said, okay, let's bring back Omega, uh, and, and they brought in Johnny Byrne, who had previously written Keeper of Trocken, that uh, Eric Sayward had really liked, and uh, they said to Johnny Byrne, okay, here's what you wanted, you need to do with this story. Uh, I want to do a Gallifrey story. I want to do Omega. I want to do something set in Amsterdam that's really based in, around Amsterdam, and I want you to return <laughs> Tegan to the narrative. And I think that's it. So can you do that? Good. So then Johnny Byrne goes off and writes a story and comes back. They shoot it. They get director Ron Jones, who had previously directed Black Orchid and Time Flight and would go on to direct uh, Frontios and Vengeance on Veros. Um, and what you're left with is Arc of Infinity, which is not a very fondly remembered Doctor Who story um, for, for a variety of reasons. I mean, my favorite joke about Arc of Infinity at the moment is watching uh, Name of the Doctor, where Clara's, Clara at one point looks at the TARDIS visual. like so, She's looking at something after she's been split into a million thousand pieces, and she's looking at the Doctor floating in the Matrix as he is in Episode 3. And one of the jokes that people said is, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Clara, you suffered. You have to sit through Arc of Infinity just like us. Um, which is my favorite joke. Um, but, I mean, that's the background on Arkham Infinity, but we can talk about what you think works, I guess, uh, in just a minute. Uh, but uh, before then, I think we have to, to have to pay some bills. Yeah, DCBService.com sponsors the show. Uh, that's the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything you can get from a local comic book shop. Uh, you can get from DCB Service, so why go to your local comic book shop? Uh, they don't offer you these kinds of discounts. And uh, all you have to do is uh, pre-order your books uh, about two to three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off in some cases, but regular everyday discounts of 40% off, which is uh, obnoxious, really. Um, Ship as often as you like. It's really, it's just not fair, which is why you should just not go to your local comic book shop and just start getting your stuff from DCBService.com because on top of everything, uh, you, can, you can have them uh, ship your stuff weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. And regardless of how often you ship, regardless of how much you ship, you only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping. So uh, thanks, DCBService.com, for sponsoring the show and being so awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, um, Arc of Infinity is, uh, I, 
I don't know, man. I, you know what I'm finding is happening going through these these stories um, is that being friends with you for as long as I have now and talking about Doctor Who and Classic Who as often as we do, I I have this mental list of episodes that where I'm like, <clears throat> okay, well, I'm going to prepare myself for when that one comes around because – you tend to you you the way that you describe bad episodes um is the way someone would might describe uh some sort of like trek through the wilderness um <laughs> or 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 some sort of like like trek uphill uh, of a mountain that is just extremely steep where you're just like whoo that was bad whoo um and you just you you you're, anytime that something comes up that's bad, you're just like, oh, man, just you wait. Just you wait. And I wait, and then I get there, and I'm like, well, that wasn't that bad. Um, mm. Which I guess is to the benefit of me. Uh, oh, so thank you for that. Benefit of you. Thank you for that. Because I think you, 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 you set me up to think that this is just going to be like the end-all, be-all of awfulness. And then I watch it, and I'm just like, well, it wasn't great, but I've seen worse. I've seen much worse. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so so that's kind of where I am on this. It's just like, I don't think it's great. I mean, the Amsterdam stuff is silly. I don't know why it's here. Those two backpacker guys are the, some of the worst acting I've ever seen on this show. It's ever. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Which is, say, which is saying something, but they are god awful. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the one that didn't bother to come back for the for the behind the scenes thing, he was the worst. Oh, I he think was he awful. knew he was. I wanted him to I, leave forever. Yeah, no, I just I I was like, what? What? Why was he? Why was he not the one that got kidnapped? Let him get kidnapped. <laughs> the other guy is at least bearable. Yeah, um, but he spends most of it as a zombie. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't. I like. I I just don't think it's. I I'm not saying it's 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 not good. It's just not awful. I I I don't quite agree. Um, but I don't think I don't think this is time flight bad. Like I think time flight's pretty bad. Like time flight's worse than this. Um, but I don't think this is good at all. Like I don't think there's anything that's about this that's really good that isn't Peter Davison. Um, or Colin Baker. Uh, I think Sarah Sutton's pretty good. But everything else in this is just really just super misguided and not very good. I don't think Johnny Burns a very good writer. I really don't. Um, I mean, apparently Keeper of Trocken was heavily, heavily rewritten. And this is the guy who would go on to write Warriors of the Deep, which is also awful. Um... My problem with this story is actually, and I didn't, I forgot to mention this in the background, but my problem with this story is that this is the third of the four Gallifrey stories of the, of the classic era, with the four stories being The Deadly Assassin, Invasion of Time, Ark of Infinity, and The Five Doctors. And of those four, this is easily the worst of them. And the reason for that is because everything, and this is, this is really just what kills the story for me more than anything, everything on Gallifrey is so boring. Um, it is just non-stop stuffy politician people talking about techno jargon and i <laughs> really don't like it like i've seen this story a couple times granted i haven't seen this story since i blogged it which was i think three years ago um but watching it again and having come as far as i have and looking at it and knowing that russell t davies killed off the time lords to bring back the show like good riddance because 
the only reason the Time Lords work as well as they do in Deadly Assassin is because, one, it has a ridiculously good plot, and the Doctor's kind of at the center of it, and you don't have as many Time Lords as you think you do, and uh, uh, it's Robert Holmes is the second reason. This is clearly not Robert Holmes. This is not super interesting. I don't think it's very... I just don't think the the Gallifrey... The Gallifrey stuff just kills it. Just absolutely kills it for me. Um, Just because I don't find anything that they're talking about interesting. I think that holding the Omega reveal until the end of episode 3 is a huge mistake um, because it means you don't get to do anything with him. He sits in a room for three episodes, um, which is just really... That just hurts the character. Like, Like, I get holding the reveal, but... Do it in episode two. Don't wait until episode three. That seems like a waste, um, especially when the last episode is basically half of it. And I mean half of it is just running around Amsterdam. Like, just... And I mean, like, uh-huh. running around Amsterdam. Um <sighs> So, I mean, like, I mean, that's what it is. I don't, and I think that the the stuff with the backpackers is mad boring. There's no reason for Tegan to return. Um, and it's just, I just, there's no urgency to any of it, really, until the very end when they're running. And even then, it's just, like, it's just really silly. Um, it's just, it's just not, I just don't think it's a very good story at all. And I think that what's good here is all Davis and Sarah Sutton and, um, uh, uh, the other per- oh, and and Colin Baker. I think Colin Baker's really great in this. Um, but other than that, I just don't like anything about it, like at all. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. I just <laughs> that's that's fine. I mean, it's not a thing that I'm gonna like. I'm not gonna buy this story. Oh God, you know, God no. But but I well, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm defending this story is what I'm doing so like I'm but I'm saying like I wouldn't buy this story I'm not saying I like it that much but I'm saying like I don't I just don't mind it like I I actually think part one is the worst part of this um, it's not a good part, because yeah. part part one is like w- you spend you know twenty five minutes. And you get to the end and you're just like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Like there's – because there's how many threads in that first that first episode? There's like five threads, five completely separate threads mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with one another until like the very end. Yes. And, and you spend the whole episode just being like, what is going on? Like I was watching this with uh, my girlfriend Bethany and we watched the first part and I'm like, okay – uh, I'll just finish this on my own because <laughs> if the whole story is like this, uh, this is not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, but I felt like it started coming together in like parts two and three and four is really silly. Cause yeah, they're just running around. Um, but I, I don't know. There's parts of it that I like, like I actually like, uh, Omega in, uh, in, uh, Davison's body and like, watching that thing and like smile creepy smiling at that kid yeah um like i i don't know like i like that stuff uh i I agree i agree as well um and i think that like that's i mean that's the stuff that's really that's really um that's really good like i because i remember that um before i watched this for the first time i knew that oh my god was gonna jump into davison's body in some way or do a body swap which i think is just brilliant like i think that's really clever and really good but the Mm -hmm. problem is that they don't do anything with that um (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, they don't have the time, and that's that's the problem with doing that in episode um, four. Episode four, right? Exactly. There's no there's no time to 
do anything fun with that. Um, but as far as like the Time Lord stuff goes, like, yeah, it's stuffy and politicky and whatever. But I don't know. That's the that's kind of just what the Time Lords are. Yeah. Um, and like, I know that going in, like if the Time Lords are going to show up, that's just the way they are. Uh, and, and no, that doesn't make an interesting story, but if your producer says, yeah, I want time Lords in this, well, eh, you kind of know what you're getting. I don't know. <laughs> I like, I, I, cause I, I just don't know what else you do with time Lords, I guess. No. Um, and you're, and you're right. You're, you're, and that's, you're that's right. why Russell T. got rid of them in the first place. Right. And, uh, and it's, and it's, and, and you're, and you're right. I mean, but that's the problem. I mean, and they had to learn this. Like they just had to learn this because invasion of time has the same problem, but not as pronounced um, mm-hmm. where I don't, they just didn't realize that the time Lords were as stuffy as they were. But the second that the first time Lord opens his mouth, I just, I went, Oh my God, stop talking. Like, and that was, that was an episode one. So the rest of this was just me just being just like, shut up. Um, (laughs) But it's like, but it's like, it's not their fault. Cause like that, you're right. That's what the Time Lords would do. But I mean, by that rationale, just don't use them, but you wouldn't know that. So it's not really their fault, but at the same time, like, it doesn't mean that I have to like it cause it is just mad boring. Mm -hmm. Um, Just cause they're just, they're just talking about, it's just political intrigue, but I don't care about these people. <laughs> I don't is care there, about this is, Do they ever do a story uh, on Gallifrey that's not about Time Lords? Uh, n- not really. I mean, Invasion of Time has an aspect of it that is focused on Gallifreyans. Um, but even then, that's not that is not what you're expecting it to be, and it's not very good. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, you'll see when we get there, but it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not super wonderful. Um, uh, but there is. I mean, there is. There is room for that. I feel like they talk about. They do that something like that in Big Finish for some reason. But I couldn't tell you what story that was in. Um, mm. but uh, yeah. I just Time Lords are stuffy and they're dumb. And I thought mm. when I started the show that I wanted Time Lords, and now that I'm here, having seen it all, I don't want any Time Lords ever. And I will also admit that the first time I saw this, I didn't think it was that bad either. But watching it again, it's just it's just it's so boring like it's just such a boring 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 story (sighs) i i don't know i think i'd give it like a c minus um (laughs) again i like i just don't i just don't it's not the story's fault that it's awful you know what i mean like (laughs) it's like it's like you give somebody these little these points that you have to write within and it's like well uh, I don't know that I could do any better than he did. Sure, sure. Give it. Let's like given all these things that he had to do, which were all silly. <laughs> I don't know what else he could have done. I don't know. Sure, sure. I, yeah. I that doesn't mean though that I necessarily think that he's a great writer. Um, like I mean. Give give someone a laundry list. Like give Robert Holmes a laundry. I know that I'm not. That's not fair to compare Johnny Byrne to Robert Holmes, but I have a point. <laughs> give Robert Holmes because Robert Holmes had a very similar laundry list. When you look at something like the Two Doctors, yeah. where the Two Doctors, the the what did he say about the Two Doctors? He said, throw in the Centaurans, throw in the Second Doctor, throw in Jamie, throw in Seville, Spain. Like, mm. so that's the Two Doctors, and like, yeah, Robert I, Holmes. I, hmm? I well see, but that's just the difference between like Robert Holmes is a great writer. That's yeah, and, different. 
And even he didn't save that story. Like, the first episode of Two Doctors is awful. Like, it's just not a good episode of television. And, like, I mean, he kind of pulls it back later. But the truth of the matter is that, like, the producing... I get that John Nathan Turner wants to see all these things. And I get that it's his prerogative to include all these things. But the guy is not a writer. And the guy has no idea what constitutes a good story. He's just like, this is cool and this is cool. And Sayward keeps hiring bad writers. um, And Johnny Byrne is not a great writer. And it ends up hurting the story and the era in the long run. Because, you know, this should be better. Like, I, I, I think that... I think that he he did what he could given what he was given, but I think that there is like a better way to do this that isn't this. Um, and I do think that it is lost in translation. If you listen to Johnny Byrne on the making of documentary, which is just hysterical, he he he's talking about some like you know how he wanted it to be better, and there's some ideas in there that are really good. But just because you have the idea to make something like something doesn't make that execution successful. Um, uh, which is, I mean, th- but that's the difference between a good writer and a great writer. And Johnny Burns, an okay writer, and he's not writing to the quality that he needs to be writing. Now, that said, if you like Doctor Who, that is just like tons of running. Like, if you watch Doctor Who and you say there is not enough running, I swear to God, please watch this story because there is so much running in this story. Like, it is just, it is, it is insane, and not just the the fifteen minute chase through Amsterdam sequence. I mean, I mean the you know, there's a bunch of running around through Gallifrey, which I actually find I like more than Amsterdam, because at least Nissa gets to do something in the story. Like Nissa's really great in this story. Um, this is like Nissa's story more than anyone's, and um, I love. I mean, I love all of that, but <laughs> I mean the rest of it. I mean Michael Goff. I mean, guy's really good, but not here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Also, what's I, up with President Bruce's porn stash? I don't understand. Like, why does he need that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it was kind of gross. Why not? <laughs> I'm going to grow a porn stash, and then we'll see what everyone's saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, C minus D plus, that yeah. range for me. Yeah. The other um, thing that I wanted to mention really quickly, then, um, is uh, I love the ending because... Tegan at the end goes, guys, I got fired. And Nissa is over the moon that Tegan lost her job. And <laughs> and then she's the, and then Tegan's like, I guess I'm coming along. And the doctor's like, <sighs> and that's how it ends. Like, <laughs> I love that. She's like, I guess you're stuck with me. And he's just like, God damn it. Like you could, <laughs> the way that Davidson's face just drops is just, I mean, it's just hysterical. It's so perfect. Um, one of my favorite things. <laughs> Uh, like you don't think that you can top the ending of time flight, but you just get to the end of this and you're just like, Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's so he brilliant. He thought he thought he escaped. <laughs> we all did. We all did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um <laughs> all right, so before we move on, uh just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. Uh get graphic novels from InStockTrades.com in paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition formats. Uh, your prices range anywhere between 35 to 45% off, uh, depending on publisher. Plus there's new release specials every week of 50% off, uh, which is handy. Uh, if you like things the second they come out, uh, get them from InStockTrades.com. Get them for 50% off. 
that that first week that they come out. Um, that's uh, crazy cheap. And remember, all the orders over fifty dollars get free shipping. Free shipping. Free. So, um, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it costs so make sure nothing. you get. It. It's true. That is actually how that works. Wow. Um, Tell me more. Oh wait, you just did. <laughs> uh, and 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 just make sure that you uh, you get enough books to. Uh, to get up to that fifty dollar mark and, uh, and and ship your stuff for free, uh, so uh, get lots of things and uh, thank In Stock Trades for sponsoring the show, uh, InStockTrades.com. Okay, so that brings us to Tip of the Tongue, uh, which is written by who? Patrick Ness. Patrick Ness. Um, this is the Fifth Doctor ebook, uh, like ebook novella thing, um, the little short story thing. That's uh, being put out every month. Um, this is the Fifth Doctor's, and here's what I'll say: I'm of two minds with this story. Um, one, on the one side, on the negative side, uh, I think that using this story for what it's being used for, which is this, like, oh, it's the 50th anniversary. Let's let's do an ebook for each doctor. Let's focus on each doctor. And okay, if you're gonna do that, you probably shouldn't do a Doctor Light story. Yes. Um, uh, I think that that's that's a poor choice for this particular uh, endeavor. Yes. Um, and and so that's my that's my biggest problem with this is that it is a Doctor Light story. Uh when we're supposed to be focusing on the doctor. And I think that it's, it's disrespectful to the fifth doctor, um, to do a doctor light story, because that's like, that's basically like telling me like, Oh, well the fifth doctor is not interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the opposite of true. Uh, but that being said, I actually think tip of the tongue is the best written ebook in the series so far. Yes. Um, it actually reminds me of J.K. Rowling, like a lot. And yes. this is actually the first time that I've read one of these stories and been like, I'm going to check out this other this guy's other books. Yes, yes, yes. This yes. was really good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, love, I love this. And I had the same thought where it's like, I'm by the end of the story, I'm so starving for the Doctor that every it makes me appreciate every scene that he's in. And he's only in it for like a couple paragraphs at a time. And then he... You know, because he's running around the town doing other things, and this focuses on this other kid who's in this uh-huh. town called named Johnny. And I had the same, I had the same thought because I was loving this, and the whole time I'm just like, they're not gonna give me the doctor until the very end, and then they do, and it's a bummer because, like, you know, we've been talking whenever we talk about these ebooks about how the writers do have a handle on their doctors. Patrick Ness writes the hell out of the Fifth Doctor, like the guy's got the voice so down like oh yeah I, I just i just i was hearing davis and and nissa in this um just oh yeah all the time and it made me just like because every i mean it's it's also clear because he was probably rewriting that dialogue tons and tons and tons but you know every time that they were on it was just like oh my god that's the doctor right there oh my god that's the fifth doctor and he's just walking around and i could see it and it was really wonderful and i loved like i love the story i love the idea of these um like well, I mean, it's doing a bunch of things that's really interesting. One, it has two different aliens involved. One are the the like the Albrechts or whatever the 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 um the the family is that's like the big head honcho family of the town. But they also there's mm-hmm. also these truth tellers, 
and they're both completely separate entities and you think the whole time that it's the truth tellers that are just going to try and take over the town but you find out later that the truth tellers are just slaves and don't want to do this <laughs> it's like i mean it's so clever and it, but like mm-hmm. and so like it's a great doctor who plot on that but it's also just this great story about this kid growing up um and just kind of mm-hmm. dealing with like uh, being like trials in the face of adversity like it's just such a clever use of characters and and narrative i think you know yeah well i mean because it's not only just like the adversity thing uh which is a part of it definitely but it's also a story about like it's just a story about childhood and like how when you're of that age when you're when you're like from like 12 until i mean God, does it ever stop? Um, no. <laughs> where people are just like, are just like, uh, you are awful because you look weird and you smell weird and whatever. Like you, they always have this, this, these, all this list of things that they don't like about you. None of which has anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, none of which is your fault, uh, yeah. necessarily. Like, if you look at all of the things that the truth tellers are saying, most of the things are uh, despite the person that they're talking to. They're not, not – the truth sayers never say, like, oh, you're, you're a bad person. No, yes. they're just you like, your skin is – You killed that guy that someone didn't know about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always just like, your skin is greasy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's not my fault. <laughs> um, and, and that's and that's 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 childhood. Like that's that's yes. what kids make fun of other kids for. They're just yes. like you have freckles. You're dumb. Like mm-hmm. like you're you're you have freckles and and you're ugly and and so I don't like you. And it's like mm-hmm. what? And, and yeah. so so like that's what this story is about. Is about like dealing with that. And it's through the guise of like the these alien like truth tellers and like I I, I just. It was all really good. Um, yes. And just the setup of like, yeah, you think the truth tellers are the bad, the bad guys of this. Um, and, and you think that the whole time, except like they're setting up that they're slaves from go. Like the first thing they do when they describe this thing is like it has a, it has a sad, depressed, defeated expression on its face. Yes. And, and it's, it's being a, exchanged it's for money. Yeah, it's being exchanged yeah. for money by someone else, which is you know, yeah, pure slavery. And I and, yeah, and you're totally. right. Like I, yeah, and I and I love I love that because it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I love I love when science fiction and it's a Buffy thing that does this where where science fiction takes the the or or fantasy or whatever you want takes the genre trope of that story and and turns it into that metaphor. Like I know that that's not a new thing, but I mean it's 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 to be commended on Doctor Who because I feel like Doctor Who doesn't do it all that often. Um, but this this totally does that because you're right. It is about childhood. It is about bullies and what bullies can get away with. And like, yeah, there's those people who 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 say you know really mean things and bully people because people are different and kids don't understand. You know, p- kids don't understand. Like they just don't because they mm-hmm. can't because they're young. Mm-hmm. And th- what this story does is I love that it just turns that into just a dystopian witch hunt power struggle. Um, mm-hmm. Just like. It turns it into like a religion, which I love, yeah. and it's just 
it's beautiful and i love that patrick ness just digs into the truth of that that he that he talks about how like the seduction of that how much it hurts like i love when johnny walks up to the girls and the girls just tear into him and he Mm -hmm. just walks away and doesn't really notice that the doctor's sitting right there and it's just it's just it's just great and i loved i loved everything about this and when that house exploded i was like oh crap that was crazy um uh that was it was it was nuts um but i i mean i lo- like you i love this beginning to end i this would absolutely be my favorite were it not a dr light story um yeah uh which just makes me be like i wish that this it just makes me say that this is this is the first one for which i say i wish that this was longer so that it was equally splitting the time between the two stories because if you bump up the doctor you lose the johnny and i don't want to lose the johnny so yeah because the johnny stuff is good and like the thing that i love about johnny's arc in this which is amazing first of all the fact that there's a character that that has an arc in this um And uh, but what I like about his arc is that he is just as bad as all of the other kids where he's really just I mean, in a positive way, but he really only cares about physical things that are out of people's control. Mm -hmm. So like he, you know, he likes this girl and he's just he's like, oh, you know, she's so pretty and she has, you know, she has great skin and a great, like, great smile, and she's just she has wonderful hair and yada yada, and and all he talks about is those aspects of her, and so this is a story about Johnny being just as bad as them, uh, to cert- to a certain extent, and opening his eyes and realizing that he needs to look beyond the surface. Yes, um, which is a big moment for kids because that's 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 a thing where like you you don't everything is very two-dimensional to children Mm -hmm. um they don't see things in three dimensions and the moment that you start to see things in three dimensions is the moment that you become a more cynical adult and that's what happens to johnny in Mm -hmm. this um which is uh an important thing to happen and a really it's done in a really great way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that, and I love that they pull it back around at the end where he realizes that he was messing up, and he just says, and like you know, because he does go to the dark place where he's just like you know, but I still really mm-hmm. like her, and then it, and then he's just like, and now I don't even know what I saw in you, like yeah, <laughs> like, I love I love that, and it's and and you're right, like it's just I love that it's so completely obsessed with class, like. Because when you're a kid, class is everything. Um, and, to, and, like, even for adults, there's a lot for whom class is everything. But this, like, this totally, you know, goes for that discussion and plays with that. And then, you know, at the end, totally redeems it when he gets together with Nettie. Um, and not and in a way that is very graceful. I love that Patrick Ness doesn't, like, make him kiss her. He just mm-hmm. says... They're just together. Like, it's such a beautiful image for the Doctor to go out on. Like, one of those one of those really great ones that I feel like I don't think I've seen anything like that before. Like, because mm-hmm. every other story, like, look at something like Super 8. Like, Super 8 is a wonderful movie. But at the end of the movie, you still have um, Joel uh, and what's-her-name holding hands. And, like, that's fine. It works for that movie. But this is just really... Th- this goes for something that's a little more mature, which is really impressive. So... Um, so I, I love this. I really, really did. And I'm sad mm-hmm. that it's Dr. Light cause this would be just truly spectacular otherwise. Um, Absolutely. But I am going to uh, check out the so yeah. other books. Yeah. And did you notice that, uh, uh, did you notice that, uh, 
It said in his bio or whatever at the front. Did you read his bio? I, I think I skimmed it. Um, it said that he did a like a trilogy series, and apparently the first book is being adapted by Charlie Kaufman. Apparently. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Charlie Kaufman, really? Yeah. Huh. This, guy's, this guy's got cred. Apparently. <laughs> like more cred than anyone else that we've dealt with so far, which is not yeah. – that's not bad. That's not, that's not disparaging the other people. I'm just like, wow, this guy was a pretty big find for them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely gonna read some more of his stuff. Yeah, without a doubt, I'm super yeah. fascinated. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's uh, that's this week's episode. Next week we're gonna do Death to the Daleks, which is a John Pertwee story, I believe. Yes, it is. Um. And and another not very good one, apparently. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just setting me up to hate it because you're like, oh, maybe it's not so bad. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The first episode of Death of the Daleks is really great. It's a wonderful, like, tone poem. You're just like, oh, Robert Holmes totally wrote this. And then you get to the rest of it and you're just like, oh. <laughs> um, how many parts is it? Four. Okay, well, that's not so bad. No, it's not Could so be bad. worse. Oh, could, could be, be so much worse. <laughs> yeah, could be two could parts be more worse. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, we got that going on next week. Uh, on the other side of that... Uh, we have Galaxy Four, and then our our week of of six episodes. Uh, that is the uh, <sighs> the key to time. Oh, the key to time. <laughs> uh, so that's coming. Um, it's on a week its way. of fourth, a week of fourth Doctor episodes. Yeah, yeah. Oy. yeah. Um, let's burn that bridge. Yeah, and then we're going to be back to the fifth Doctor before you know it. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're just burning through ten stories fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, when you go stuff. through six of them in a week. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's what's coming up. Uh, and then we'll we'll hit the sixth Doctor um, beginning, of, uh, beginning of August. Yeah. So we're uh, – yeah, lots of stuff coming up. Lots of yeah. stuff coming up. Heck yeah. Um, we're gonna. We're actually gonna. I mean, we're not. We're, we're not that far off from really from hitting our um, our doctor countdown. We're really not. Yeah. We're really not, and that's gonna be fun. Yeah, that is gonna be fun. That's uh, be that fun. starts at the end of uh, end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's it. In the meantime. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, Scott Commentary. Um, where I may or may not uh, live t- try to attempt to live tweet Devious Maids. <laughs> oh, my because, God. Because uh, Desperate Housewives uh, creator. And uh, I saw the preview for it when I, when I saw uh, Man of Steel. And I was like, oh. Huh. <laughs> Wow. I was like, I wonder how I wonder how ridiculous this is going to be. So I'm at least going to watch the pilot. No promises. Hopefully ridiculously ridiculous. Yeah, if it's if it's ridiculous and f- ridiculous and fun enough, I might live tweet it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh and then of course we're going to be live tweeting the newsroom when that comes back. Uh Matt and I are actually going to try to uh uh Get sync. our schedules together. We're trying to sync up yeah. so that we can watch it simultaneously and live tweet it together. Yeah. Um, which, uh, who knows how long it'll last because supposedly this season is going to be a lot better. Um, supposedly. That's what 
everyone is saying, but then again, that's all their job to say that. So who knows? Um, <laughs> we can only hope. We can only hope, though. Uh, so it might not be as fun to live tweet as as last season would have been. Uh, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gungan, and also my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash GD Commentary, where I live tweet things. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, newsroom, like you said, OC at some point. Probably not till next month, though. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, also classicalgallifair.blogspot.com, where you can find my entry on the Ark of Infinity, which was so early on. And I remember just reading... <laughs> Just watching this, this one, just a real quick anecdote. And I remember saying just, we open on Amsterdam. We're two backpackers. And I was just like, oh, man, this is a great one to just go through line by line. Um, <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, the old style, classic, like, Tom vs. the Flash version of that. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Once upon a time when, when life was, quote, unquote, easier. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. Remember when we thought that was going to be a good idea for this show? Yeah, I do, for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. It probably would have been fine if we had only done an episode each episode. Mm Mm-hmm. But doing a story, that was a that 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 was the problem. Mm-hmm. It's also funny because like this is something that I noticed that um th- that format doesn't quite work when you you have two people bouncing off of each other. I think like it, yeah, it tends to be more of like a monologue situation. Um, yeah, because uh, we want we want I like to hear you talk, man. I like to hear you. Talk. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, man. Uh, that's it. That's 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 this episode. Make sure that you go uh, check out our Man of Steel review because I'm sure that was an interesting conversation. Um, we haven't done it yet. Shh. <laughs> 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 um, and then uh, and then uh, the Mind Robbers, um, which was probably late last week, uh, but it'll probably sorry. be on time this week. Yes. So greatly on time. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. We'll 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 we'll, we'll talk to you next week with Death to the Dollars. Bye. Bye. Bye.